Alrighty, we are on Bayes Amun Bayes 2B. We're at the first colon on the page. Chutz mecher shota katan. Um, that everyone is obligated to come to the temple in Jerusalem on the holidays and bring a olas re'ia. Um, and some of the exceptions were a cheresh, a shota, and a katan. A cheresh is somebody who is, um, at this point, we understood deaf and mute, deaf and also cannot speak. Uh, shota is somebody with um, limited mental faculties, and then a minor. Um, so now we're going to analyze this, the case of the deaf mute. Katani cheresh domya de shota, the katan. So seemingly, by putting the cheresh, the person that is deaf and mute, in the same category as somebody with limited uh, mental faculties and a katan and a minor, seemingly the reason for their exemption is the same as the shota and the katan. Katani cheresh domyo de shota the katan. So we taught a deaf mute person, and seemingly it's going to be similar, a similar exemption as a shota and a katan as the one with um, limited mental faculties and a minor. Ma shote vekatan, the lav bene dea, just like a some with limited mental faculties and a minor, the reason they are going to be exempt is because they are not mentally competent. So too, seemingly, the reason for the exemption of the cheresh is because he is somebody that is also not mentally competent. The Kamash Malan Kidetznan, and this would seemingly uh, be like that which we learned in a different Mishnah. This Mishnah is in Cherumos. Um, what does it say in another Mishnah? That the Cheresh, that the sages speak about in all places, is one who cannot hear and who cannot speak. Which the implication is, is that somebody that can speak and cannot hear, or or somebody that can hear but cannot speak, is actually obligated to go up to the holy temple in Jerusalem and bring the sacrifice in, in Jerusalem and bring the sacrifices. So that's the first part of the Gemara. The Gemara would seem to tell us that a cheresh is exempt for the same reasons as a shota and a katan. Um, which is about being mentally not being mentally competent, and seemingly, um, and that would then lead us to understand that it's only somebody that's both deaf, deaf and mute that will not be obligated, because if you're either deaf but can speak, or can, or can hear but cannot speak, then the assumption is is that you actually are mentally competent, um, do have enough of your mental faculties, or or, or do have enough of understanding. And um, would therefore be obligated. Tanina lahad Rabanan. Now, seemingly, our Mishnah, the way we just understood it, would seemingly be like another lesson, another teaching of the rabbis, which is um, in a brisa, Hamedat, which goes as follows: Hamedaber ve'eno shomea zehu cheresh. Somebody that can speak but cannot hear, that is a cheresh. The term for that is a cheresh, somebody that can speak and cannot hear. So, just to point out, we have been refer- we have been translating a cheresh as somebody that both cannot hear and cannot speak. 
that part is not such a big deal. We could we it's it's fine to say that the Hebrew word cheresh means somebody that's either cannot hear, or cannot hear and cannot speak. This Mishnah that we're this brisa that we're bringing that we say are saying is like this Mishnah, um, is going to tell us as follows: somebody that can hear, somebody that can speak and cannot hear zehu cheresh. This is what uh, this would be referred to as a cheresh. Somebody that can hear but cannot speak, they are referred to as an elam. Both of them, both someone that can hear and cannot speak and speak and cannot hear, they are considered mentally, completely mentally competent for all of their things, including all of the halachos, all of Jewish law. So seemingly we have a very good, um, we, this Bryce, so it seems to say the same thing as our Mishnah, that the only one that's going to be exempt is someone that both cannot hear and cannot speak. They're the only ones that are considered um, in the same category as somebody who is missing their mental faculties and a minor. Um, and now the, the Gemara is just going to quickly talk about why it is a Cherish is, is, um, would be referring to someone that is deaf and an Elam would be the word chosen to refer to somebody that cannot speak. And from where do we know that somebody that can speak and cannot hear, that they would be referred to as a cheresh, and somebody that can hear but cannot speak, that they would be referred to as an elam. Because the verse tells us in Tehillim, in Psalms, I am like a cheresh, I cannot hear. And I'm like an elam that um, that uh, his uh, mouth cannot open. So we seem to have a very clear verse in Tehillim and Psalms that would seem to tell us um, what each one of those is. Or if you want, I can say as follows. It's like people say when they are referring to somebody that cannot speak, that his speech was taken from him. And if you take a look at those two Aramaic words, Ishtakel Milule, you'll see that the word Elam is an acronym for those words Ishtakel Milule. So that's another reason why we refer to somebody that cannot speak as an Elam. Okay. <clears throat> so now we're going to analyze the Mishnah that we had brought, the Mishnah in Shrumos, that seemed to tell us like we, th- uh, like we were learning our Mishnah. So let's go through that. Medaber ve'eno shomea, somebody that can speak and cannot hear. Shomea ve'eno medaber, or somebody that can hear and cannot speak. Chayav, they are chayav in, they are obligated in really all mitzvos, in all of the commandments, in all of Jewish law, including obviously what we had um, what we had added is that they are of course obligated then as well in coming up to the temple in Jerusalem and bringing the sacrifices. Vahatanya, but the problem is is we have a brisa. That would seem to have told us otherwise, or did tell us otherwise. Medaber ve'eno shomea, somebody that can speak and cannot hear. Shomea ve'eno medaber, somebody that can hear but cannot speak. Pator is exempt from going up onto the Temple Mount and bringing the holiday sacrifices. So, what's going on here? We have a brisa that contradicts the Mishnah. So Amar Ravina, ve'isema Rava. So Ravina said, and some say it was Rava that said this. This is a very interesting line in any Gemara, um, in many Gemaras, that tells us, Chasurei Mechsara. It says, if the text of our Mishnah is missing words, the Hachi Katani is actually trying to teach us as follows. 
Hakol Chayavin Viriya. This is really what the Mishnah, it's our Mishnah, would seem to be teaching us. And then the Bryce supposes no contradiction. Hakol Chayavin Viriya. I'm sorry, this is what the Mishnah in Shrumos is trying to teach us. And then the Bryce does not pose a contradiction. Hakol Chayavin Viriya. Uve Simcha. All are obligated in the mitzvahs of Riya, which is to appear on the temple mount uh, on the temple at the temple in Jerusalem on the holidays and bring a sacrifice, bring a specific olas Riya, the spe- sacrifice. Ubisimcha, and also all are obligated in rejoicing during the days of the Yamtiv, during the days of the holiday, which um, which we are told um, in the times of the temple specifically would refer to um, bringing special um, korbanot, bringing special sacrifices, other sacrifices, not the olasriya, other sacrifices, and eating of the meat of those sacrifices. So that's what rejoicing would look like during the times of the temple. So everyone is obligated to do both, to both appear at the temple and to fulfill this mitzvah, this obligation of rejoicing. Chutz mecherish hamedaber except for somebody that can hear. I'm sorry, somebody that could speak and cannot hear, and somebody that can hear and cannot speak, because those two people, those two categories of people, they're exempt from appearing at the temple in Jerusalem on the holidays. And even though they are exempt from the mitzvah of appearing at the temple, and of course bringing the special appearance offering, the olas re'iyah, Yet these people are still going to be obligated to fulfill this mitzvah of rejoicing, which is done through eating the meat of these sacrifice of other sacrifices. Whereas somebody that cannot hear and cannot speak, and somebody that is um, missing their mental faculties, and somebody that is a minor, they are also exempt from rejoicing by eating the meat of the sacrifices over the holidays. Why? Because they are exempt from every mitzvah that is written in the Torah, that is stated in the Torah. So that's how we're going to re- uh, reconcile this, uh, the Mishnah and Shumos, uh, really um, the Mishnah and Shumos and the Baraisa and our Mishnah. That when our Mishnah says, when our Mishnah seems to infer that a cheresh is in the same category as a shota, um, when when it seems to tell us that a somebody that both cannot hear and cannot speak is in the same category as a shota, somebody missing their mental faculties, um, that is a reference, as I said, to somebody that cannot hear and cannot speak, and they are not going to be obligated neither in appearing in the, in the temple and bringing the appearance offering, and neither are they going to be obligated in rejoicing um, with eating the sac- meat sacrifices um, in uh, uh, on on the holidays, whereas somebody that is can hear and cannot speak, or can speak and cannot hear, they in fact will be obligated. Um, they will in fact will be obligated in the mitzvah of rejoicing and the obligation of rejoicing by eating the meat sacrifices, but not in the mitzvah of appearing and bringing the appearance offering. And when our Brisa told us that somebody that can hear and cannot speak and speak and cannot hear is exempt from appearing, that is exactly it. They are exempt from appearing at the temple in Jerusalem on the holidays. They just have to, but they are not exempt. They're still obligated in the rejoicing aspect of the holiday. 
Tanya Nami Hachi, and we also, so back into the Gemara, Tanya Nami, the last two lines, the second to last line on the page of the Gemara, Tanya Nami Hachi, we also learned this in a Brisa. Everyone is obligated in both appearing and bringing the appearance offering, and rejoicing through eating, through bringing sacrifices and eating their meat. Except for somebody that can he- speak but cannot hear, or hear but cannot speak. Because those two categories of people are actually exempt from appearing and bringing the appearance offering. But even though they are exempt from appearing and bringing the appearance offering, nonetheless, Chayev, now we're on Gimel Amad Alf, we're on 3a, Chayev B'Simcha, they are still obligated to, in rejoicing, by bringing the sacrifices and eating of their meat. Whereas somebody that neither can hear nor speak, Vishota Vikatan, and somebody that's missing mental faculties, and a minor, Piturin Afmina Simcha, they are exempt even from the rejoicing um, uh, part of the holiday obligations. Choel Upiturin Mikol Mitzvah Sahamuras Batorah, because they are exempt from every mitzvah in the Torah, which would obviously include the rejoicing aspect of the holidays. And now, what we're going to talk about next time, um, which is very important, is if in fact somebody that can hear and cannot speak, and vice versa, are obligated in the mitzvos, are obligated in the in, in Jewish law, as we see they are obligated in the rejoicing aspect of the holidays. Then why is it then that they are exempt from appearing on the at the temple in Jerusalem on the holidays? Why would they be exempt from that? And that is the question that we're going to discuss. Um, next time. Have a wonderful week.